What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. I am your co-host, Chad Larson. Joining me as he does each and every episode, the one, the only, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are you doing today, boss? Man, I'm getting ready for week 17. Things are popping. Things are hot. It's playoffs. It smells like playoffs. It tastes like playoffs. And I can even taste it myself, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Dolphins, they got you feeling it. They got you feeling, hey, real quick, how weird does it feel saying week 17 knowing there's one more left? Have you been able to adjust yet? Because I'll be honest, every every show that I've heard for the past week is they talk about week 17, but they think it's next week. So (laughs) I've I've, I've heard at least five or six guys this week make that mistake. So shout out, shout out to to, to the football pundits. It's like the beginning of the new year when you're still writing that old year, you know, on the date or something like that. So it takes it's taken us some adjustment period. Yeah. Week 18 just doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I can't see Berman saying week 18 playoff pictures. Oh, you just did a great job. Eh, you know, I, I I tell you, I have a decent Belichick. Outside of that, I don't know. I pulled out my Belichick for you before. I'm pretty sure. Yes, on this you podcast. Have. Yeah, it's amazing. By, by the way, well, actually, before you get to shout outs, I, I want to shout out someone since we're talking about Belichick. Yeah. There, I, I don't know who this lady was, but she asked. Did you hear? Did you see the the reporter? I heard. I heard there was a brave question in there after a loss. Whoever that lady is, she needs to be running our country because she she asked Belichick. She had the the gall to ask Belichick after the game if he had a New Year's resolution and what his New Year's resolution was if he would be willing to share it. <laughs> And you can see uh, Belichick, <laughs> and you can see him pause, and he was like, he was about to say something, and then he was just like, uh, no, I, I don't have one. <laughs> so, I, I, think that's the, I think that's the growth in Bill's game as a coach, is because five, six years ago, he would have just let him have it. <laughs> and, and now he's, so, Bill Belichick, I'm seeing the offseason growth in you as well. That'll show up on your, hey. on your scouting report next week, or next year. Challenge, challenge. I want the same question to be asked to Nick Saban. Shit! After they after they lose though, no, I need, it needs to happen after a loss to Cincinnati. Oh yeah, exactly, absolutely. So, who, by the way, apparently I guess is the favorite you know, in the game according to Alabama. That was such bullshit. I I just hate this. Like what 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 world are we living in where Will Anderson is saying they feel like the underdogs? Like what? The fuck? Like, like, There's one on. thing about motivating yourself and then completely flat out lying to yourself. That's what I'm right? saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I, it's like those people who. It's like teams when they go to the Super Bowl and they're like, "Oh, people counted us out." And it's like, dude, actually, you were the favorite the entire time. So, <laughs> like, congrats sure. for hanging on. You know, exactly, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but boss, we're getting derailed. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of picks to get into. So let's get to business first before we get into these picks. Roger that, chat 305-757-786-954-561-301-336. Stand up. And I just also I just wanted to say um, I'm proud of your growth in the shout outs because I was, <laughs> you know, since it's like the end of the season or rounding that way, I was kind of listening to some of our 
I was um, listening to some of our preview stuff just to kind of see uh-huh. where we were um, with some of them. And uh, in the beginning of the season, only things, only places we were shouting shouting out was seven five seven three zero five and three three six, or in seven eight six. I'm sorry. Yeah. So now we've just grown. You know, we, we, we might have. We're taking our motto from an uh, from a three zero five legend. Actually, is we're trying to be Mister Worldwide. Yeah, that's right. That was just, that was just for you. That was just for you. <laughs> hey, we're getting pitbull next episode. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I think DJ Laz is probably more obtainable, but sure, we'll say pitbull. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I'm gonna look up DJ Laz. See what he's doing. Hey, See if he wants to come on the pod. For those of you that know who he is, that's a good joke for you. You guys are, you guys are laughing as hard as my, as my co-host right now. <laughs> for those of you that DJ Laz, the pimple. God. That's an all-time character. That's just a guy in general I wish I knew more about. Like, just... I'm telling you, man, that dude is famous in Miami. For you know, you know, people that grew up in the 2000s. So, hey, Miami people, if you know about it, let us know. Let us know if we're getting this right. So, give us some DJ Last stories, please, because I would love to hear them. Honest <laughs> to God. Um, all right, boss, we're, we're we're crazy right now. We're all we're all over the place. Let's get back on track a little bit. Um, we're gonna start off. Look, we're talking about these NFL playoff pictures. They're coming right down to a, to the wire. There's a there's a rivalry brewing that's coming down to the wire right now between us, and that's in these picks, man. You're up by one point going into the last two weeks. Um, we both ended up with two points last week. Um, or, I'm sorry, not last week, two weeks ago when we last made our picks. Okay. Um, so we both ended up with two points that week, um, bringing your season total to 32 minus 31 with two weeks left. So... I don't know. I feel like you think when we go to playoffs, should that be a whole separate thing or should that be continued on? I know we're going to be talking about this live, but, eh, you know. 100%, Chad. You know, I mean, I can take the regular season all day long, but if you knock me out of the playoffs, you're the real champ. Well, not to, you know, not to not to start a, a riot, but I knocked you out of the fantasy playoffs in our league, so, you know, uh... I'm used to that. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, I got knocked out of last week. Shout out yes, to Matt Stafford did. for deciding to have his shittiest game of the season when I needed it. So, as soon as I looked up and saw that he had thrown three picks, I was like, yep, I'm done. I am done. So I had him and Cooper Cup carrying me the entire way, and then they sputtered. Um, also didn't help that Kelsey was out. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Um Boss, let, talking about Kelsey, though, actually, it's kind of a good transition getting us into these <laughs> picks. I didn't even mean to do that. Um, first game we're talking about, huge AFC matchup. Um, man, if I would have told you before the year, Week 17 Chiefs-Bengals was going to be like a huge decider for AFC kind of hierarchy, I'm sure you would have probably thought I was drunk or high or who knows what um, on who knows what right now. But... This game is so big right now. Chiefs going to Cincinnati. Chiefs favored by five points on the road. Go ahead, boss. Well, th- this is definitely a game. I, I would have kind of believed you because, you know, there was always that chance that Cincinnati was going to keep competing for a- at least a wild card spot. Um, 
Yeah, I, I know we always hit a Zach Taylor. We already yeah. had his bags packed for him. Oh, uh, we already called the moving truck. But oh, yeah. it seems like he's gonna. We're gonna have to tell the moving truck to go back, and we're gonna just lose our deposit on that one. But you know, look, Chad, this Cincinnati Bengals team is really hot, and I think the the line is a bit disrespectful. I don't mind the Chiefs being favorites in this game, but mm. five points yeah. from from a Bengals team that completely shellacked, you know, uh, the, the the Baltimore Ravens. But you know, Vegas also understands that this is a team they got you know the, the shit beat out of them at home by the Chargers. Mm. Um, so the big problem here with, with Cincinnati is inconsistency when they're hitting on all cylinders, right? When Burrow has his weapons in Chase, um, T Higgins, and Tyler Boyd and yeah. Joe Mixon is following the ball. It's all grit and grand. You know, it, it's great. Um, but this offensive line has also played extremely consistent throughout the year. Defense has played well. <sighs> Look, man, everything that I see here is that these teams are relatively healthy, right? Yeah. Um, relatively, right? Yep. In the yep. grand yep. scheme of everything that's going on right now, yeah. especially say, with COVID. To- yeah, I was going to say the Chiefs, like I said, getting a bunch of guys back, actually. Kelsey, Harrison, Butker, Rashad, Fenton. Um, so, yeah, yep. both teams, for the most part, like you said, pretty healthy. I will take the Bengals, wow. but I think the Chiefs are going to have the out- outright win. I just okay. don't think the Chiefs cover the five. Yeah, I think it's – you know, that's the thing is it's really weird because I'm kind of – at first I was kind of saying the same thing. You know, I was kind of thinking the same thing about how disrespectful it is. But, man, at the same time, I just don't know. We, you know, everything that has happened throughout this season is going to point to Cincinnati actually being disappointing in this game. Mm. You know, like a lot of those other games that they've had where it's been, a, all right, let's get up for this one. This is a statement-type game outside of the division for the most part because they've been really yeah. good actually in the division. They're 4-0 right now – or 4-1 and in division games. Um, yep. Actually, with the one loss being, you know, that blowout to Cleveland, which, you know, another one that goes kind of into that category of, all right, if they would have won that, we would have taken them very serious, and, you know, they just didn't. Um, the the thing that I'm worried about for, for the Bengals in this one is um, the fact that when they have problems in games, when they lose games, usually it's because of one thing, turnovers. And the Chiefs are really good at creating them. They've got 28 takeaways this year. That's fourth best in the NFL um, you know, my Cowboys number one, but you know, we ain't going to talk about that. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, like I said, also getting guys back off of COVID, Nick Bolton coming back off COVID, um, Rashad Fenton, who I think is going to be huge. Rashad Fenton, man, I tell you, he, he is like the Darius Williams from last year to me, where a guy who was under the radar and just really upped his play and, you know, isn't an elite corner, but is a guy that like, he's actually going to cover a lot of the really good receivers and when you go at them it's going to be hard um so i think you know looking at fenton looking at uh charvarius ward who's been playing well for them lately mike hughes according to pff is graded out as one of the best guys i don't really see that when i watch him but you know if their corners and then legerius need as well if their corners mm-hmm. are able to control you know they have to be able to control those uh those dynamic receivers for cincinnati like you said um you know, they can't have what happened 
against the Ravens last but, week. But the look. pressure is going to get there, though. That, yeah, that pressure that was, from the it, Chiefs yep, is going to... Oh, yep, sorry. And I, no, 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 you're good. I was going to say, that's the thing to me, and especially the biggest part is, you know, when you watch Burrow, he was actually under a decent amount of pressure in that Baltimore game, I think. Um, or, I'm sorry, not the Baltimore game. In a couple of games I had seen recently... But usually it's from the outside, right? They're getting out from the tackles, and then Burrow is able to step up, which I think he's really comfortable with. The problem, though, for them is is the Chiefs are able to get pressure out on the edge, but, man, Chris Jones through the interior, mm. obviously, which I think is where Cincinnati really struggles defensively is, is on the interior. I'm sorry, where Cincinnati struggles pass blocking offensively. Um, and that's a problem when you've got 95 out there. I mean, 58, yep. 58 pressures for him this year. Third most of any interior defensive lineman. Um, I'll give you a dollar if you can name the two guys ahead of him. One of them's obvious. From the interior? Yeah, interior. Um, Aaron Donald. Yep. And uh, Kenny Clark. Oh, man. Okay. All right. You I got it right? Yeah, you did. Hey, Ke- Kenny Clark is a beast, man. I love Kenny Clark. Yeah, I would have. And then my boy Jeffrey Simmons right there in that same group. He's fourth. So I know. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. I know. I know. I know he's coming. But go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Chris Jones, 58 pressure. So I think he's going to be able to get to Burrow. I think this Chiefs team is just playing really well. Like you said, eight game winning streak, longest yeah. in the league right now. Bengals also kind of shaky at home. They're only four and four at home this year, so disappointing. I, yeah, very disappointing for a team that you're expecting to be a playoff team. Now, I will say the one good thing about it is, is that kind of points to the fact that they're able to go on the road and win games, uh, which they'll have to do in the playoffs. So, but for this game, for the sakes of this one, I got Chiefs. I got them covering the five points as well. So, nice. Um, next game, we're, mo- <laughs> we're moving on to this. I, if they flex this to the Sunday night game, I wouldn't be mad. Um, Dolphins at Titans. Um, no, no, great. no. What they'll do, what they'll do is they'll flex Dolphins Patriots to the Monday night game the following week. But go ahead, Chad. You think you think they'll flex it to Monday? So this year is the first year where they'll flex a Week 18 game into Monday night. And I think if the game becomes whoever wins that game gets into the playoffs, I think that's the game they will flex. That's just my opinion. Okay, well, if they do flex that, that'll actually be really interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, I know you'll be you'll appreciate that. <laughs> but but let's talk about this Titans game first, because this you know obviously this game huge for both teams. If the Titans win, they lock up the AFC South officially. Um, something that's kind of been looming for them over the past couple of weeks. Dolphins, you know, right now they're sitting at that seventh seed. They win this one. I would say pretty tightly hold a firm spot. Maybe not. Or they have a they have a really good shot of then making the playoffs going into that week eighteen Patriots matchup, like you said. Um, I know you have a yep. lot of thoughts, so I'm gonna just go first and then I'm gonna get out of your way. Uh, Titans six and two at home this season, which is something mm. I really like. Um, the the one worry for the for for the Tennessee side of things, Tannehill when he gets pressured is not good. Tannehill mm. when they're able to get pressure, five point oh yards per attempt. I mean fourth worst in the league. And he's got the third most picks uh, against pressure with six. Um, the weird thing about it, though, is you look at his splits against the Blitz, which you would think that's the same thing, but it's really not. He's actually excellent against, or he's a, not excellent, but he's above average against the Blitz. So the key for me is, will Miami be able to get pressure with four? Um, so, so you saw what they did on, on Monday night, right? Sometimes they can brought six. Yep, they always yep. give you the look that they're going to bring down yeah. the house. You yep. just never knew exactly how many they were going to bring. 
Absolutely, and that's the thing that I think they're going to have to continue to do is, and that's the nice development that I've seen in the defense, right? They started Mm -hmm. off with the foundation of, all right, let's bring six guys right up onto the line of scrimmage, maybe seven guys, and we'll just blitz it from there. Then they developed into being able to do a bunch of different things where Mm -hmm. now they're dropping, you know, they're rushing four, dropping seven, or, you know, being able to mix it up in ways where, hey, maybe you never know. You never know where the blitz is coming from. Yeah. And it's yeah. nice, you know, when you have like a Jalen Phillips out there or a Van Ginkle off the edge where it's like, hey, we can drop this guy into coverage and not get killed, which allows yeah. us to free up, you know, one of our corners or safeties. I saw, I heard in that Monday night game, you know, we were talking about how bad the, the, the telecast was before. But yeah. one of the nice things I did here is uh, the Dolphins have the most sacks out of their secondary um, out of any team. So. Yep. To me, that just means that the logical offseason trade is a Byron Jones for Jamal Adams trade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We already got Saquon Zach in Blitz. We don't need another one, especially an overpaid one. (laughs) No, I'm just messing with you. But, um, you know, to me, the biggest difference, though, is going to be one guy, and it's only going to be two letters, Mm -hmm. A.J., A.J. Brown. Um, Mm -hmm. Nine and two when he plays, one and three when he doesn't play. I think... You know, him going out right at the same time, kind of, or right after Derrick Henry was kind of, and even other guys said this, I don't want to make it seem like I'm the originator of this theory, but that was kind of more of the issue, or not more of the issue, because obviously Henry's a huge piece, but but A.J. Brown going out was more indicative of what happened to Ryan Tannehill, more so. Um, And I think A.J. Brown is going to be able to play really well in this game. I think he's a dominant receiver. I think the Titans, you know, like we talked about, we mentioned Jeffrey Simmons' name a minute ago. I think he's going to be able to get pressure in the interior. The one good thing is, um, isn't there so? Isn't one of the edge rushers is Harold Landry out? Uh, Demico Autry is out. That's what it is. Yeah, Denico Autry is out. Who he he's really uh, up big there. Piece, big he's piece up there in interior pressures too. He's one of those guys who you wouldn't think is up there, but he was like top ten in interior pressures as well. So. Um, I, I, I do have Tennessee winning this game, and I actually have them covering the three and a half too, boss. All right, since your mind is made up, I'm going to try to give you all the reasons why I think Miami can pull this game out. Okay, which, which by the right. way, I think is very possible. I don't think it's like going to be handily Titans. All right, so the the focal point of this Tennessee Titans offense is definitely running the ball, right? Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's to hit you in the mouth, play, you know, the uh, Dante Foreman. Uh, I forgot the other running back's name. McNichol, uh, I think it is. McNichol, yep. Uh, third down guy, yeah. So, Miami does not going to allow that. Look, last, during the seven-game winning streak, Miami has only allowed 87 yards on the ground. You're not going to run on the Dolphins. Let me tell you this right now. Miami loves it when you want to play physical because you know what? They're just going to be more physical than you. Miami struggles against quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who can make things happen when things break down. But Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. He's going to rely on a run game. And Miami's just good at taking out your run game. Mm. We got guys like Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel Ogba, Phillips, and Landon Roberts who is a thumper. We got we got dogs in that front seven, man. You're not gonna run against the Dolphins. I'm gonna make a prediction right now, Chad. Okay. Titans are gonna rush for less than 110 yards this game. 
Uh, I mean, I, I could see that happening. Okay. I could oh, see oh, that oh, happening. Oh, oh. They're averaging 140 on the, on the, on the ground right now. Yeah, they're no, averaging 100, 140 yards on the ground. We're going to make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball. We have Byron Jones, which I know you don't have a lot of respect for. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I know you don't, but we also have a guy named Xavier Howard. Who and I we also have, have a, a guy lot named respect for. You know, and we also have a guy named uh, my God, my boy, number eight, Holland, Javon Holland. Javon Holland, who's a stud safety, but he can play that deep. So if you try to throw a deep. He plays that center field position like it's fucking like he's not a rookie anymore. Yeah, All right, Chad. Absolutely. So I literally think Miami, maybe not to the extent that we eliminated the office for the New Orleans Saints and Ian Book. I think Miami could dominate on defense, like literally dominate on defense. Okay. Okay. Now, I, you I, know, I, I will say the the only the only thing mm-hmm. for me is I understand that they and look I can't argue with what you said because everything that you said is is, i mean undisputable kind of Uh the one worry i have is yes they've been able to stop the running game in their eight game winning streak outside of lamar or sorry seven sorry i'm trying to give them a little credit i'm trying to give them a little (laughs) bit more (laughs) i just don't know what quarterbacks they've also had to face that are even on ryan Tannehill's level well i'm not saying he's great but i mean other than lamar which lamar like yeah i give him credit for that 100 but outside of that i just don't know a quarterback that they faced where they'll have to actually respect the pass a little bit, which is what I'm going to be looking for from them, you know, in that in that Sunday matchup. No, and, and I get that, and you're right. Look, in in the past seven games, Miami has given up 11 points a game, which is, I mean, fantastic. <laughs> 87 yards on the ground, and uh, they average 4.75, almost five sacks a game. Damn, that's and that's dominant. And we're not even talking about the pressures. Yeah, right? We're talking yeah. about actually getting to the quarterback. I really think, and you're right, this is probably maybe the best passing office we've, we've played in these seven games, but I'm not worried about it. Okay. I really think I, I, I really think A.J. Brown is going to have the, a kind of like five catches, 550, uh, five, five catches, 50 yards. That kind yeah, of game. I, I was going to say, if he caught five passes for 500 <laughs> yards, boss, that's, right. that's going to be a problem. All right. The, the Titans are, are on defense, they're banged up. Yes. All right? Yes, they are. Uh, no Autry, uh, no Jalen Brown, no Buster Shrine, uh, no Bud Dupree. Okay? Uh, I mean, these guys are banged up. I think they did. Did they get Brown back? The linebacker. I'm looking Jay for him right Brown? Now. I think so. Okay. So, no, David Brown. Oh no, Jalen Brown just got Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown just got put on IR. Yes, he did. He, yeah, 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 he did. Like so they're losing all these guys. Harold Landry is questionable. Now you're gonna give it the the Jeff Simmons thing. Okay, you're absolutely right. Jeff Simmons, it's he he he's scary. He can single-handedly wreck a game just for the record. Yes, he can. But Miami is already used to playing with a fucked up offensive line that gives sure. a ton of pressures. So what does Miami do? Miami schemes out of it. It's quick throws. It's getting rid of the ball really quick, right? It's I mean, getting Jalen Waddle. Yeah. You get you get Jalen Waddle the ball, or you, you every now and then you run a max protect and you throw the ball deep down the field. That's what Miami does. So if you have a record on your defensive line, that's okay. Our offense is built to beat guys like that. 
Yeah, no, that's actually true. I didn't, I didn't think about it from that standpoint of it's already you know, so bad it can't get any worse, really. M- M- Miami's gonna gonna carry the ball for three yards a carry, right? That's that's okay because that's Miami just wants to keep you honest. Yeah. So they're they're, they're okay with the two yard run, the three yard runs, and you're gonna stop those. Yeah. But yeah. but it's it, it's it's getting the ball. Uh, so Miami's used. To, so I'm not worried about that defense. Miami's just gonna scheme the ball to get the get you know passes that go for seven yards, six yards. That's how they beat you. But they gotta do it more consistently than what I saw in that Monday night game. Miami's biggest problem this year is not fucking finish the game out. Yeah. They let teams hang out too much, and you you brought this up on Twitter today. You you gotta knock the Titans out when you get a chance. Miami let the the, the Saints hang around way longer than they should have. They, they, they did the same thing with the Giants. They did the same thing with the Jets. Yep. They did the same fucking shit with Houston. Yeah. And those are all you know? teams that won't make you pay if you let them hang around. Versus the exactly. Titans who we've seen have done it like seven times this year. You're absolutely right. So one thing that Miami absolutely must do on defense too is don't allow A.J. Brown to have a big play. Yeah. Let him get his catches, make a tackle, move on. Just don't let him break out. And he's and, one of the I, best yards after the catch, dudes. Go ahead, Chad. And I was going to say, and I have confidence in Flores. He's shown me enough from a defensive standpoint this year, the improvements that defense has made. I, yeah. I'm confident in saying, all right, he's going to create at least some type of plan. Like you said, it's not like Miami doesn't have talent on the back end that yeah. can be – or resources that they can put towards nullifying him or at least doing so. Because, I mean, there's no other playmaker – I mean, I mean, he won that game for them single-handedly on Thursday. It was, to me, that was my favorite game of the year because it's the only game I've seen this season or in mm-hmm. a while where it was just really two receivers going one-on-one trying to see who could carry their team between yeah. Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown did it. So, um, yeah, going to be something really interesting. But, look, I also told you, to be fair, I think two is in a great position because yeah. I think he can play a lot better than what Garoppolo played on that Thursday game. And if Garoppolo just plays a little bit better, then Miami win, or then Miami will end up winning. And San Francisco would have won that game. And it's not like San Francisco really ran the ball on that Thursday. They only ran it for 83 yeah. yards on 21 carries. So I think Miami could replicate something similar to that. So I, I, think, I think they're in a good spot. So, and Jimmy G made two crucial mistakes. I think Tua, if he's going to make a crucial mistake, dude, limit to one. Limit to one. I know you're going to try to force the ball in there at one point. I got it. Chad, I got Miami winning. I know I talked a lot. No, no, it's all good, man. Hey, we're both very passionate. That's all. Yeah, so moving on to our next game, boss. We got Rams uh, traveling east all the way out to the east coast, taking on the Ravens. Rams three-and-a-half-point favorites um, on the road. Where do you see this one going? Man, I honestly just, don't oh, give – Just for the – I yeah. was just going to say, just to clear – Lamar Jackson Lamar practiced today. Yeah. He, he is playing. Yeah, that's what I've got. He's practicing. He will play. I'm going to just say this now. I think that's a mistake. If that's your franchise quarterback, you can't let him be out there because they know damn well that that ankle is way worse than what they expected or else they wouldn't have signed Josh Johnson in the first place because they signed him even before Huntley or any of that other shit happened. So they knew that Lamar is going to be out for an extended period of time. And if that dude's your franchise, you don't need to waste winning a game to get in the playoffs just to get your head smashed um, at the expense of your quarterback. We've seen this before. 
You know, we've seen this before, especially when we're looking at a team that's had 800 injuries this season for whatever yeah. reason. So I think that's dangerous and stupid. So, but go so, ahead. So no, uh, I I don't care who they roll out a quarterback tomorrow. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. Sunday. That's the other thing. It really doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> right? It, 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 it's like, man, look look at the, look at these guys that are out. Right? And, and I'm gonna read. A, it drew a lot of names. Right? <laughs> yes, you like are. throughout the whole year. Right? Uh, Justice Hill. Yeah, Justin. Um, uh, my bouquet because he's a really good defensive tackle. Marlon Humphrey, Derek Wolf, um, Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Peters. I'm just giving you the the big names. Yeah. J J K Dobbins, L J Fort. Like, dude. I mean, you just listed, then, like ten starting level players. Uh, Owe, Levine, uh, and Anthony Averett, all questionable. I mean, anyone that's ever played in the anyone that's played D back this year for for Baltimore, I just assume is on IR for the year because they and, have like seven guys from their defensive back room. Going and on IR. you're going to play Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, and I get it. Matt Stafford threw for three interceptions last week, but they still won the football game. Well, Sony Michelle played yeah. like a beast. I don't think they should play Cam Akers. I know he's eligible Agreed. to play this week. Agreed. Hey, save him for the playoffs. You don't need it. Sony, do you know that Sony Michelle is the leading rusher in the NFL in the month of December? <laughs> and this is a team that for so long we questioned, could they run the football? Yeah, are they physical enough? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, the Baltimore Ravens, because they are banged up, their identity is kind of lost. They're yep. not as physical because they cannot be physical because they're just too banged up. Nope. So... Honestly, I, I hate to say this, but maybe it's time to pack it in. Um, I, I think this game is is going to get ugly. Um, and I keep saying that, but they, they keep hanging on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. The Cincinnati Bengals, I think, kind of broke their back last week. Yeah. It's yeah. just too many injuries. And the Rams, honestly, now, now that they're in the driver's seat with the, AFC West, in the NFC West, they want to really lock this down and get that home field advantage. And in my opinion, they're still competing for home field advantage throughout the NFC, even though a lot of people don't think the Packers are going to lose their next two games. So give me the Rams. No, they're, I, they're focused right now. No, absolutely, man. I, I completely you know, agree. I, you know, the one thing you talked about, Stafford um, turning the ball over three times last week, the scary thing about that for the league is they played a pretty decent team. He turned it over three times, and they still won. Yeah. You know? So um, that was kind of scary. And then also for the Ravens, just for them, uh, they just really don't take the ball away. They only have six interceptions this season, only 11 takeaways total, second fewest yep. in the entire league. Um, that's where I really think you, you miss Marcus Peters because um, he's that guy who can, especially on a bad defense, he's that yep. guy who can create that one play that can actually mask you know, the yards that you give up, a la you know, a Trayvon Diggs who's really yep. done it this year or someone in, in that mold. Um, man, this is an interesting. I didn't even think about the fact that this game's in Baltimore. I'll be honest, boss. I might think about going to this one. Um, really? On, depend, maybe. I love the Rams. Like, I love the Rams so much. I might go to this game, maybe, but I, I hey, don't think about that. Tickets as low as 50 bucks. Oh, no, I'm looking at tickets. I, I'm on SeatGeek right now. Okay, all right. I've already got my seat picked out <laughs> on the visitor side. Section 152, row 30 is what we might be looking at. 
Ooh. Yeah, so we might call, forking up some big bucks. Forking up some big bucks. Christmas just passed. Hey. We're we're in a good space. I like it. We're in a good space. I like it. It's all good. Um, but but you know, looking at I think another thing that you hit right on the head, perfect. The Ravens don't have an identity right now. Like no. I really, you know, usually like when when I was thinking about the Rams in this game, I was like, all right, I know exactly what they're gonna do. Cooper Cup, they're gonna be able to run the ball as well. Defense has been playing really good as of late. They're gonna be able to create pressure with that front, um, and, and I really like what they're gonna be able to do. Uh, and then I think I turn to the Ravens and I think about them, and I'm like, man, I. You know, I really don't know what they're, – they're just a team that's always constantly playing on the back foot right now. You know, they're on the defensive, basically, yep. is what it feels like. It's like they don't have a game plan. It's just like, all right, whatever whatever the game allows them to do, that's what they're going to be doing, um, which is not a way to win in the NFL. So that's – you know, that, that spells a problem for them. One of the big issues for the Rams that I do see if um, Lamar is playing and if he's um, – you know, really, he's not going to be a hundred percent, man. He, he's which, he's going to be seventy percent at which best. Which to me is like, if he's at seventy percent, why not play Huntley? He's out. No, Huntley's back off COVID. Huntley's back off the COVID list. Man, how come I? I'm seeing. Oh my bad. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. You're good. Yeah, Huntley's back off the COVID list. Don't worry. I, before this pod, before our pod today, I felt like I just went through. PFF has this new great thing where they have like a legit COVID tracker. For who's oh, okay. I'm looking at the ESPN one, and I'm he's listening us out. Sorry. Yeah. So so, um, what was I saying? Oh, but I was gonna say it. Depending on no matter who's playing quarterback, you're gonna be have you're gonna have to account for the quarterback run, and the Rams just lost Ernest Jones, who had become one of their new nickel linebackers, who I think really mm-hmm. was good for them was a third-round pick this past year, brought speed to them in the linebacking group um, mm-hmm. outside of Taylor Rapp, who's really not really a linebacker, but he's really a safety you can't cover. Um, but now, with him being out, they're going to have to be playing Troy Reader more. And, yeah. look, Troy Reader's really good against the run, you know, in a, in a compact situation. He's strong. He's a really physical tackler. But in space, I don't really like him in that situation. So he's proven to be a liability in coverage this year. I don't think he's a guy you can obviously can't use him as a spy or anything like that. So, you know, maybe that's forcing you to play more Nick Scott and more three safety type of look, who I just don't like in coverage either. So it's really a domino effect with that. Um, But at the same time, man, I'm right there with you, boss. I don't see um, a scenario where the Ravens really even keep this game close. So I'm going to have the Rams and and I'm, I'm taking the three and a half and then some. So easy, <laughs> easy money, easy money. Now, of course, <laughs> with the way this season's going, the Ravens are going to come out and win by 24 points. Um, <laughs> just as soon as we're starting to all collectively believe in the Rams, because that's what this NFL season has been pretty much. Yeah. Um, next game, we're going to talk about Jesus. Talk about a team that we all believed in and then shit themselves. Um, Cardinals at Cowboys. Now. <laughs> Which you, one shit themselves? Because only a, one of them shit themselves. Well, no, Car- Cardinals shit themselves. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> no, no, no. Dallas hasn't shit themselves, but I'm still just I'm still the guy who's waiting for it to happen. So, <laughs> I'm still the guy. I was I don't I, I was talking to my brother today. This is like, and you know, when, as soon as I tell this story, it's going to lock in a Cowboys thirty point loss. Um, I actually started to allow myself to really think about. All right, what what scenario is it where the Cowboys are looking at a Super Bowl appearance or something like that? Like, what's the realistic scenario where we can kind of 
you know, so I started mapping it out in my head and getting ideas. So, um, I don't know if that's a good thing, but Hey, it happened. It happened. <laughs> um, but, um, man, why don't you go ahead and let me know what you're seeing in this one, boss? Cause I know, I don't want to take up the entire thing and then have you just say, yeah, you hit it all. Like I normally, uh, do. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a lot, Chad, except that, you know, and we talk about this is it's trajectories, right? Yeah, um, you're, you're the see, trajectory king. I'm the trajectory king, and then I know <laughs> that the NFL's kind of screwing that up this year. But yeah. only a few teams, only a few teams. Uh, well, the Bengals what? are giving a double middle finger to it every chance. <laughs> and the Chargers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They don't. They're I they're, the Chargers are insulted that they're not the first team that I just mentioned with that, though. I'm, I apologize to Staley immediately. Uh, look, one team is in a four-game winning streak. The other one is in a three-game losing streak, okay? What do I see from the Cardinals in their losing streak? They're not physical. They're a window-dressing team. They don't like to run between the tackles. They just don't like to hit on defense. You can run on them. And you can run on them effectively. Fuck, Detroit ran on them effectively. And I don't even know who the fuck the running back was. Yeah, I know. Because it wasn't Swift or Williams. It was a guy that just came in because they had a guy guys out. You know? Yeah. Indianapolis did their thing, especially in the, in the second half. And that was a big game. Christmas, Christmas night at home. Absolutely. And this is when you're supposed to show up and you only put 16 points on the board. This team is just a train wreck. The Cowboys, we talked about this, um, you know, uh, last spot. Even though competition has been weak, right? They beat up on the Washington. No, yep. they beat the shit out of Washington last game. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but but this is a team that when everybody's healthy, it seems like they're able to like click on all cylinders, right? You, you know? You got Amar Cooper, you got Gallup, you got CD, you got, you know, uh, Pollard and, and, and Zeke. The offensive line, there have been some injuries, but they are, they're able to figure it out. That defense, D-Law and, and, and uh, Micah Parsons and, and Randy Gregory, yeah. man. And, and then, of course, it kind of they put pressure on the quarterback. Stephon Diggs is playing out of his mind. You put Trayvon, it, you put Trayvon. It, Oh, yeah, my bad, his brother. Stephon yeah, Diggs sorry. is playing out of his mind, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am with first names. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You know? So, it, it, you put the ball in his vicinity, you're, you're giving him a chance to make a play and take the ball away from you. Plus, the Cowboys are playing at home. I get it. This team got the shit beaten out of them, you know, at home against the, the Denver Broncos. Um, but this, I think the Dallas Cowboys... Kind of weird. I had I believed in them at the beginning of the year, then they had that rough stretch. Now I'm starting to believe in them again. Man, I, for the whole, for the sake of the Cardinals, I just hope they keep it close. Oof. Come up and show show that you can play. Because honestly, you guys are just looking like you know you're looking like at first first half Cinderellas. Mm. Back to back years. The only thing is you clinched the playoff spot. So congratulations, but now you gotta go on the road and play a legitimate play, uh, football team, uh, a team that's also going to the playoffs. Let's see what you got. I got the Cowboys, Chad. Man, I love it. I lo can you give the pregame speech in the in the tunnel for the game? Can you do that? Yeah, I, uh, absolutely, Chad. Because you, you got absolutely. me, you got me ready to go. Buckle up my chin strap and, and get out there and do something. 
Um, Let's go. My, my my biggest concern, my two biggest concerns for Dallas, one, Arizona's been a really good road team for whatever reason. They're 7-1 and yeah. one on the road. Um, the other one, Tyron, Tyron Smith. Now, granted, that's 7-1. Their, their and losses one the, to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, all right, so seven wins and then the worst loss of all season. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's the only one that they've kind of – and that's the only road game they've played – you know, since mm-hmm. since Kyler's come back and really not look like Kyler at all, which, you know, is the scary part here because this is, you know, we've talked about it at nauseum. This is two years in a row, really, where second half, end of the season, he's starting to fade. Uh, that gives you concern for Arizona. For Dallas, the other concern that I wanted to hit on, Tyron Smith, I just, I mean, you know, we talked about it in the preseason, right? And I thought this was going to be the whole, you know, how, how does Dallas look? It was going to depend on the O-line. Tyron Smith mm-hmm. has missed five games, and we're still eleven and four. I would have never, right. I would have never thought that was possible um, coming into this season. Now he's expected to play right now, but I'm gonna say this: if he's not playing, then they have to have a plan for Chandler Jones because mm. I know I shit on shit on him a little bit in the last podcast, saying I didn't think he deserved to make the Pro Bowl, but he's shown that if you don't account for him adequately, he will wreck your entire offense. Um, and the Cowboys have been susceptible to having that happen before. I'm still having Adrian Claiborne flashbacks from four years ago. Um, and then, of course, Chris Jones got four sacks on us earlier this year. So we've given up. We've seen situations where one guy can kind of wreck the game for us um, offensively. Um, Jordan Lewis missed our last game. I know the Washington game kind of you know went under the radar. Or his absence in the Washington game went under the radar because it was such a blowout. Um, if he's still out for this one, then that's going to kind of be a problem. Kelvin Joseph is going to was the guy who filled in for him, our second round pick out of Kentucky. Looked actually pretty good, right? In coverage in that game, mm-hmm. uh, targeted five times, only gave up one catch for negative two yards, and and had a pass breakup. So I thought that was a good start at his first, you know, real extended look at corner. And that's where Anthony Brown is actually decently valuable. He can actually move into the slot and do a pretty good job. Now. Granted, it's still Anthony Brown playing corner at the end of the day, but when he moves into the slot, he's actually he he doesn't lose a lot from Lewis, who's actually been having a really good year, who I did not like earlier. Um, but then the one guy for Arizona offensively who we're gonna have to watch out for, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has been the focal point of the offense the past two weeks since you know Hopkins has kind of been ruled out for the rest of the, you know I don't know what I've heard that he's gonna be available. For the NFC Championship, to me, you might as well just say he's out for the season because they're not going to make that. Um, but in those two games since he's been ruled out, Zach Ertz, 24 targets. Um, you know, this is a guy who's had a lot of success against Dallas in his career, knows how to play him. I will say, though, J. Ron Curse and is a guy who he was really brought in to be a tight end stopper, and he's become much more than that. But he's done a really good mm-hmm. job on some of those premier tight ends all year. Right, I think he limited. He only gave up two catches in coverage to Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, Tyler Conklin when we played Minnesota, he did a really nice job on um, some of those other guys. It, hell, uh, Kyle Pitts, he was he was stuck on, even though Pitts yep. isn't really a tight end. But you know, that's a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, so so I'm confident in all that. Um, Man, boss, I'm not gonna lie. You actually had before you gave your pick and and gave your little rant. I, I was kind of leaning to maybe saying Cowboys win, but Cardinals, you know, keep it within the five and a half. I think you're right, though, man. I think I just need to stop being a damn Cowboys pessimist, and I just need to go for Let's it. Let's go. So, so I've got the Cowboys 
And now I know when we record our next one and we're talking about the Cowboys getting embarrassed, uh, it will 100% be all your fault because you're the one that's going to be into it. They won't. They won't. No, and that's what I'm they looking won't, at. They won't, Chad. And, and you know what the thing is? Is the mental toughness, I think, from this team this season has been like any other team we've we've had in recent memory, which is why I have confidence that we'll be able to win a game like this. Because if let's be honest, if we want to be considered an NFC contender, we have to win this game because Arizona yes. really isn't a contender right now. So we have to prove we can beat all the non-contenders. Um, all right, boss. Let's move us on to our last and final game that we're going to talk about. Um, Browns at Steelers. Um, Browns favored by three points on the road. I, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. Go I have the I have the Steelers. I have the Steelers Me too, straight up. But go ahead. Ah. Get the fuck out of here. I don't think I don't think the the Browns just aren't. I just don't like watching the Browns, and I don't think their offense is good at all. I know that you know the Steelers have had the worst run. De, are, currently have the worst run defense in the league. They've given up 200 plus yards in two of their last three games. But the last yeah. time Cleveland played them, they were shutting. They shut the run game down, limited it. I mean, the hell they held Cleveland to ten points the last time they played. Um, and look, if you you can commit all your resources to stopping the run because Baker yeah. is not good. Baker is not good and yeah. he's not playing well. So to me, it's real. Sa- it's sad. Put it like this: It's sad when it's actually close. Which quarterback I would have in a Pittsburgh game? Because like, yeah. there's actually a reasonable chance you might think Ben. The way Baker's been playing the past. Oh, I, I, I think Ben is better right now. I mean, hell, at least Ben. Ben plays horrible for three and for three quarters, but then when that fourth quarter starts, if you somehow kept the game close till then, he's gonna heat up in the fourth quarter. Hey, let's not forget, Big Ben beat beat Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, man. Did he? Or did Tennessee yeah. turn the ball over four times and beat themselves? Okay, Chad. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you I still got Pittsburgh. I still got Pittsburgh, though, uh, with all I, that I, 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 I just despise uh, uh, Baker Mayfield right now. I don't know if oh, he's yeah. healthy. I don't know if, if there's something mental. Uh, maybe he's taking it upon himself too much. But, man, and one thing they can do is run the ball, and they're running really well. I think they, they, they average like 8.8 yards a carry against the Green Bay Packers, but yeah. they somehow want to throw the football. So, like, like, dude, just, just run, like, literally, just pull a goddamn New England Patriots and run the ball. Honestly. You might be more successful. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you, you really have will. a good offensive line. You have yeah. a really good running back. Yeah, I was gonna say the offensive line now is all healthy. Treader is coming back off COVID. I think Kareem Hunt's supposed to play too. So they'll even have you know all three of their backs. Yes, I'm putting Dearness De- Johnson in that conversation. Um, Because he's shown that he's good whenever he's played. Um, So, yeah, I I do think that. But but for some reason, it boils down to Baker will have to make a play in order to win this game. And I don't think he can. And and when you're asking him to make a play, there's a good chance he's going to turn the ball over. Absolutely. No. Which is the the worst part. It's not not like he's going to miss a throw. He's going to make an interception out of the throw. So, give me the. And this is going to be hilarious. If they win this game, that will lock it in. That Mike Tomlin was still yep. will not have a losing season. Which, if he does that with this team, honest to God, he might be—he might have a legitimate ch- uh, shot at coach of the year. Or a he gets my—he he gets one of my votes. I mean, I don't have any votes, but yeah. I, I'll give him one. <laughs> uh, he would—he would probably finish in the top three for me. He would finish in the top three for me. Um, 
Oh, shoot. Okay, boss. One other game we wanted to talk about. Real yeah. quick. I'm glad I remembered it. Uh, Raiders Colts. Okay. Yes. No, no idea what Carson Wentz's status is going to be. Probably look like he's going to be out, I guess. Although Frank Reich was giving an explanation saying, well, if on the fifth day, technically is going to be Sunday. So he might be able to play Sunday if he passes. Yep. But we don't know what's going to happen. Um, so if not him, then it'll be Sam Ellinger. Man, is this a chance for the Raiders to sneak their way into the playoff conversation, boss? Nope! Give me the Colts, I don't give a shit who starts at quarterbacks, even though I've heard that they called Phillip Rivers this week. Yeah, see, that that worries me. I'll be honest. I'll, and just for the record, guys, this pick does not count on our pick sheet um, because we don't know what Carson Wentz is, and it's just too much up in the air. We just wanted to, we just wanted to talk about the game a little bit. I, I think I think Raiders though. I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders are one of the other teams that have shown mental toughness through the second half of this season. They've easily had multiple points where they could have packed it in and just said, "Yeah, hey, we're going home." But they haven't done that, and they're still right there pushing uh, at eight and seven right now. So I think if you give them an opportunity to take a game, I think they will do so. So I'm looking for them to actually win this game. If there's no Wentz, if Wentz plays, I don't know. Because if once played, the line is like a six and a half. For Indy? Yes. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that, that's just that Indy bias that's... or that Indy momentum. That's that Indy momentum. I think six is too Dude. much. Six is too Run much. the ball. Run the ball. It's not like the Raiders well, looked impressive against I mean, the Broncos. Run well, the and, ball. And that's the thing. Like, if you were, you know, like you said, you know, you talked about New England and their style. If there was a team that was going to replicate that, then it, was, then it would be um, – then it would be Indy. Um, I, I will say that the 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 injuries and the COVID protocol stuff, it's it's alarming for the Colts. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's Darius Leonard. It, it, it's Braden Smith. It, it's Malik Jefferson, TJ Carey. I mean, they got a lot of guys on this list. Yeah. However, and that's what I mean I when I say, like, they're going to give them a chance to stay uh, in the game. I, I I don't I don't I don't think all those guys are gonna be on the list by the time Sunday comes around, Chad. Yeah. So uh, I I just I I I I I just like the coach too much right now. Well, I was gonna say Darius Leonard. He missed that Christmas game, so in theory, he should probably end up coming off the list. You know, yep. in time for that game. Uh, I haven't seen anything about it yet, so. But we'll see. That's that'll be another fun game to keep our eye on, um, boss. Let's go ahead and move on to our upset and our lock. I'm gonna mm. go ahead and get. I'm gonna go ahead and give you my upset. Um, even though they just took 11 guys off the COVID list, um, I still got the Saints not covering the full seven against against Carolina, who named oh. Sam Darnold, who named Sam Darnold as their starter today. Um, so. I don't. My my whole case is basically the Saints are two and five at home this year, uh-huh. and I don't think Taysom. Like I get it, Ian Book was horrible, but it's not like Taysom Hill not is any fault. type of good. It's not like Tays- Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing. If the offensive line issues are still going to be there, because yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Teron Armstead was an injury, not COVID. Um, yes, they and, had three starters in the offensive yeah, line out. Yeah, exactly. So if that continues, then you know we've seen. Carolina, like the one thing, one of the one things they can do is actually get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, we talked about both of their edge guys are pro bowlers or or right there in the conversation. So um, if you give them a chance to get pressure, I think they'll do so. I think Darnold can make like two throws. Um, 
Really? Like, a maybe. Full, a full two throws? I mean, <laughs> how, about, I how about a full throw and maybe a lucky one? Where well, it goes right through the defender's is, hands. This is making it sound like I'm on Darnold still. I'm not. Uh, I, I was going to tweet out earlier this week. I think I might be. I'm going to be the last guy standing on Daniel Jones Island one day. Um, but that is not going to be the same for Sam Darnold. So I'm hey. not saying. Go ahead, talk to me. I, I, I left Drew Locke stranded on his island. Yeah, that's. Well, you would have been paid off. You, it would have paid off for you this past week because somehow he was the second highest graded PFF quarterback. <laughs> even, even though they only put up what 14 points, I think. Yeah, that was um, bad. So, but yeah, so I got the I got the Panthers covering um, the seven against the Saints. Who do you got, boss? Who's your upset? <laughs> I got the Texas covering uh, the twelve and a half <laughs> against the 49ers, man. I wanted to so bad. I wanted to so bad. So, God, Jimmy G's a, with a banged I, up I know. finger. I know. And no one wants and, to acknowledge the fact that Trey Lance isn't ready to play in the NFL. And I'm like, well, I, that's what I was going to bring up. I'm like, okay, you, you drafted this kid third overall. You gave up. Three first-round picks to go up and get him. It's week seventeen, and you're you're considering not playing him at home against the Texans. What is your fear? Hey, man, some guys just aren't ready. Fear the oh, Davis Mills is ready. Davis Mills is ready, but Davis Mills and Trey Lance are two very different. I've gotten in multiple arguments about this. That's the only reason I'm saying something. But mm. we all knew when he got drafted, Trey Lance, no matter which team he went to, no matter what his situation was, to actually play quarterback effectively, Trey Lance was not going to be ready to do that in year one. And guess what he went to? A team Chad. that is good. No, no, no. Let me make my We're point. asking him point. to Let be a backup. Uh, no. Okay, sorry. You cannot put him on the team. You cannot expect him to be a quarterback on a playoff level team at this point if you didn't even think he would be ready to play on a shit team at the beginning of this season. So why would I then put him on a playoff team and expect him? I get it. The roster around him is better. But guess what? The expectations are higher. And Jimmy G is a much, is much better at running that offense. Because your starter is hurt. He cannot throw the ball. He has a fucked up finger. Okay, but what does that have to do with Trey Lance being ready? That doesn't have anything to do with that. Chad, you're still the backup quarterback. you got to be ready to go in there and win a football game. Okay, yes, you do. But at the same time, like, I don't think there are backups all over the league. And I'm not sitting here. Look, I still think Trey Lance is going to be good, okay? So let me just start off by saying that. I just don't think that it's as dire as everyone's saying if Jimmy or if uh, if Trey Lance isn't ready to start in a game that you really have to win against a team that we've seen is feisty. So so you'd rather have a 70% Jimmy G over Trey Lance. To me, that's scary. Mm, yeah, I would rather have I would rather have that's, Jimmy G who's played scary. all se- who's played all season. Who has who is hurt. Who is injured, not hurt. He's injured. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Whenever the NFL injury stuff comes out, I think we always overrate how 
or we underrate how tough these guys are, okay? Because a lot of guys play through stuff like that literally all the time. And a lot of guys sat down. A lot of guys, like like Russell Wilson, had to be taken out. He, he sat down for the first time in his career. But that, but it he wasn't the same starts. injury. But it's not the it, same injury. Still, a, it's a it's a throwing hand and finger injury. It's going to mess up how you throw the ball. You are a quarterback. No, absolutely it is, but I don't know. I don't think that Jimmy G's direness or lack of direness should affect your readiness or impetus to play Trey Lance. Because we've already seen what Trey Lance's looked like this year, and it really wasn't good at all. It wasn't good in that Arizona yeah, game. And then, and then he got a few – it's been a few weeks. He has to learn. That's too much time. you got to see what you got. Hey, how much have you improved since you last started? It's been a few weeks. What the? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. you, you, you sound like a like a like a parent protecting their kids. With I, I mean, I guess I, I mean, hey, I like I like Trey Lance, so of course I'm going to defend him. Of course I'm going to do that. Um, go ahead and give me your lock, boss. Though, go ahead and give me your lock. Oh man, I don't even know who I have for my lock. To be honest with you, but I'll, I'll go first. If, I'll go first. I'll start no. you some time. Oh, you got it. Uh, no. Go ahead, Chad. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna give you much time because I'm gonna make mine brief. Uh, I think the Packers continue their undefeatedness at home. They are seven and zero currently. They are favored by six and a half against Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. What are they? Seven and eight now. I think. Yeah. Um, they really have nothing to play for, basically, because I, I mean, I just don't think I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose twice to the Vikings in one season. Call me crazy, but that's just how I feel. Um, and like we've said, their lights out at home. Packers kind of in that spot where if they win this game, they can kind of cl- uh, clinch the one seed for the most part. So, you know, they're going to be looking to do that because they know that it's important to play at home. Come postseason time, I have them doing so. I've got the Packers as my lock. Chad, you really leave me in the with not many options here on the board. Uh, so I'm just going to take the Seahawks over the Lions. Uh, wow. That's funny. I, 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 almost went Lions. I almost went Lions for my upset is the funny part. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks look terrible. I think they are a dumpster fire. But at the end of the day, when I look at the, at, at the talent comparison, especially at the quarterback position, even though – Goff has been playing fucking pretty well lately. Well, um, he's he's out though, isn't he? Is he still out? Because they played Boyle last. Because they played Boyle yeah, last week. They did. Um, yeah, give me the Seahawks at home. God, even though they lost to the Bears this past week. Yeah. Just, God. Okay. All right. I, I was I wasn't taking the Bucks at thirteen. Or, or the Patriots at 15, which I yeah, thought was ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to say, 15 and a half for the Pats I thought was a bit much. But then I remembered it's the Jaguars, and, and, and Trevor Lawrence is throwing one touchdown pass in his last seven. I was like, eh. Basically, we're asking the Patriots to score 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> and, they could, and they could cover the 15 and a half comfortably. Um, all right, boss, that's going to go ahead and do for this episode. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff in today, so really, really, really good to see that, us rounding into form come playoff time. Um, guys, we'll be back next week. And we'll be analyzing all the crazy stuff that happened for this upcoming weekend. We hope you guys stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys then. Ciao.